Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening. God bless you again. This is Brother Aaron. We just wanted to, you know, really just come in tonight and and just quickly, you know, as quick as I can anyway, um, just share with you, share with you my heart. You know, my desire for the people of God is that we grow, not just in grace, but we grow in obedience, that we grow in all things, that we um, come to that full maturity that it speaks of, that the purpose of our pastors, the purpose of our prophets, the purpose of the gifts that God gives to the body is that we all may come to the fullness, that, that we don't just have, you know, intelligent pastors, that we don't just have, you know, academic teachers, but that we all come to the fullness of the knowledge of Christ and who he is, you know, um, and, 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 and I always desire when I speak that I speak as plainly as possible because I understand through Scripture that when we receive the word with understanding, it's because it falls on good ground. When we receive it peaceably, when it falls on good ground, when it falls on a ground that understands, when it falls in your heart and you hear it and you understand it and you comprehend it and you receive it, the Bible says it's falling on good ground and it's going to bring up fruit to the glory of God, some 30, some 60 some 100 fold, but before I get too excited, let's pray. God, we do thank you. We bless you for your goodness. Bless you for being God in our lives, for being our Savior, for being our pavilion and our strong power, for being our hiding place, God, in such tumultuous times, God, in such terrible times, in such tragic times, God, we find ourselves and our hearts at peace because we understand and recognize you. Your word says in all our ways acknowledge you and direct our paths and you'll keep us in perfect peace when our minds are stayed on you. So God, even tonight as we share your word, we always pray, let the words of our mouths, the meditations of our heart be acceptable in your sight. God, because if it's not your word, what else can we say for salvation? is coming brought about by the preaching of the gospel. So let the gospel come through my lips tonight. God, in the name of Jesus, with understanding, in Jesus' name. Amen. So so our, my concern, you know, and, 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 and people have always said I've had a, a heart for it, but uh, I, I have to, you know, decline um, when people call me different and give me different titles because I know, you know, um, I know Reverend Myers always says, you know, in Scripture out of Proverbs, hey, hey, Steve, what's going on? Is that, that you know, man's heart knows his all bitterness because you, you, we can act a certain way, but we don't know this secret corridors of each other's heart. And, and, and it's not really for our place to know, you know, um, to know the, the, the intricacies of each other's heart, but to know the heart of God. You know, I, I, I don't always want, and, and, and I was, I was, I don't want to say arguing, I was talking to the Lord before we came on this broadcast because I was, as I was looking at my pictures that I posted and how I um, broadcast and spread the word that we're coming on, I was looking at my, my, my flyer that I made, and it looked to me like it was all about me. 
and, and I began to to repent, God, I, I don't want the gospel to be about me. I want it to be about Jesus. I, I want people to recognize you. How can I minister if I don't minister through your spirit? Yeah, we, we can use the gifts and we, and we acknowledge the gifts of God. But gifts and callings come without repentance. God, God will use a drunkard. God will use whoever he wants. God will use a whoremonger. God will use whoever will open their mouths or whoever will avail themselves. That's why Paul reminds us, hey, I got to beat my body under. I got to keep myself right. I got to do the things that I have to do. Why? Because after I've done the will of God, after I've ministered, after I've preached, after I've laid hands, after I've prayed, if I don't keep myself right, I'll become a castaway. I'll preach to millions. I'll preach to thousands. I'll preach to hundreds, and hundreds will get saved, and me, myself, will bust hell wide open. And God, I said, God, help me that I will get rid of me the me in the gospel, the only part of me that should be in the gospel, I feel is, is the minister, is my surrender. It's my testimony of what God has done for me. But then I need you to hear me and hear the heart of God through what I'm saying because God's heart is for us. And if God can be for you, if God is for you, He's more than the world against who, the Bible says, who can be against you. If God be for us, who can be against us? I wrote this down. I I was listening to some things this morning, and and someone said one word. The the, the sermon was about something completely different. Have Have you ever had one of those moments where you're listening to one thing and someone says one word? And it takes your mind out of what they're saying, and you got to focus in on what the Lord is saying. And I don't even remember what the sermon was about, but I heard this word, and he said, you go feed them. I said, God, what, 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 what is that? And it, it settled in me. You go feed them. So I had to look it up. And it, and it, and then all of the Gospels, this verse um, about feeding the 5,000, this story is in Matthew, is in Mark, is in Luke, and it's in John. It's in all of them. And, and, and what, what was so, you know, particular for me about it is that this story comes after Jesus had empowered the disciples. Jesus had equipped them. Jesus had put them together in groups. Jesus had called the 12. And then he, the Bible says that he gave them the power, gave them the authority to preach and to lay hands on the cast out devils. And it says that they went and did it. Then they were coming back and giving God, giving the Lord a report on the things that they had done in his name, the things that they had done and had authority over demons. You remember the story said, don't, don't, don't rejoice because you're able to cast out devils, but rejoice because your name is written. And, 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 this, and in all of the Gospels, this story comes after the story of John the Baptist. The story of John the Baptist being beheaded, you know, and 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 the thing that was ironic to me about that story because we understand John, we because he hadn't been told or hadn't been said or declared by the disciples who he was yet. He didn't ask them who and who who do you say I am. He didn't ask them that yet. The only person that had it acknowledged thus far through the Gospels and through the Bible that he was the Christ 
was John the Baptist. And and and, and I think that it, when I thought about Christ, because it says that he went to a desolate place. He, he wanted to get along. He got in a ship and told the disciples, look, we going somewhere. You know, he had just got news that John had been beheaded. John was the only one who supported what he did, who knew who he was. From the day that he came, said, look, behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Men didn't even know who he was. The Jews, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Sanhedrin wanted to crucify him from the start, wanted to stone him from the start for blasphemy for what he was saying and who he was saying he was. And now here this man who baptized him to fulfill the law, to fulfill all of the law, that he baptized Jesus. And it said, you know the story that the spirit descended upon him like a dove. And immediately, you know, he was lifted and lighted. And the spirit came and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The light shone round the bottom. We, we, we know and we hear the story. But to have that person that supported you, that believed in who you were, that believed in your gift, that supported your cause, even to the extent that John said, I must decrease. He must increase. Who do you know in the prime of their ministry, understanding who they are and what they're doing, is willing to just give up the reins for some up-and-coming God? But John knew that he was the Christ. John knew he was the one that he was just the forebearer, that he said, yeah, I'm not him, but I'm just the voice in the wilderness. I'm not the Christ, but I'm just the voice. Because we know through the story of John, we understand through the story of John that the Jews and everyone that had any basic Bible knowledge of the story of the Christ knew he was coming. But they all, because of bondage, because of their situation, they had a situational Messiah in their mind where they put Christ in a box. They put him in a box. Even so much, though John knew he was the Messiah, though John knew he was the one to come, though John knew he was the Christ, remember he said he sent word while he was in prison saying, are you the one? Or do we need to look for another? Because although we know how bombastic and how bold John was, John believed that Christ was coming as that same type of Messiah that was going to come and take them out of bondage, that was going to come and take them out of the hands of the Romans, that was going to come and free them and make them who he wanted, who, who God had purpose for them to be, the children of God. Are you the one, or do we need to look for another? Because when you put Christ into a box, I had ministered this a couple of days ago. We're looking and we're trying to fit Christ into our denomination. We're trying to fit Christ into our culture, and we can't move when he doesn't fit what I've been taught culturally. He, we, we, he, he, we don't move, we can't bless him when he doesn't fit how we've been taught spiritually, how we've been taught theologically. And we, can't, we find that we've we put Christ and made him a cultural Jesus. We, we made him a historical Jesus. We, we've made him a national Jesus. And when you're looking for God to come in a box, God is the only one that I know 
can move outside of the box in any direction that he wants to. When we're looking for him to come as some starch militant, he comes as a rebel. When we're looking for him to come, you know, in nice corridors, you know, in lofty buildings, you know, great edifices, he comes in a street corner because God comes and moves the way that he wants to. When we try to bless a cultural Jesus, when he supersedes and transcends culture, because we have a Christ that's above culture, that's before culture. Listen, we have Christ the Lord that's our Savior, that's in our heart. And what I'm finding, and what I'm finding, I have to share it because I said that this is the purpose of DTW Ministries. We're moving and growing together, deliverance through the Word, deliverance through worship, deliverance through work. Because I believe you have to move into the things of God. God doesn't call us that we be stay babes all of our lives. God wants to move us, wants to move us into maturity. And when I read this scripture and the Lord said, you feed them. You feed them. In the first three gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the story goes that as they were, you know, after John the Baptist, that he said that they got in a ship and was pushing out, you know, and they were just coasting down the coastline. And it said people saw them and knew who they were and started coming from their towns and from their cities, walking on the shore, following him. And they followed him to barren places, to desert places. My God, sometimes we forget that we have to take care of things naturally in our pursuit of Christ. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but if they put themselves, we put ourselves in situations that we have to naturally attain, that we have to, and and that's not even a good analogy because we know God is able. But then in the first three Gospels, it doesn't, it's no declaration that Christ was going to do it. And when, it's, when I read it, how it spoke to me is that you, you've laid hands, you've cast out devils, you've healed the sick, you've raised the dead, you've done the things that you've seen me do. Now, I'm telling you, do this. Remember, he had told them already. Hey, let's go on the other side. And they got in the boat, and the boat, the, the waves began to, to crash into the ship. The wind began to blow. That things became boisterous, and they said, save us. for You, you don't care that we perish. We know the story on the, on the boat. And he came out and said, peace. Be still. Then he rebuked them for not having faith. After all of these actions, then he told them. You see, he said, hey, they, they came to say, um, yo, Jesus, it, it's getting late. You know, we ain't around no marketplace. We ain't in no cities. These people, you know, got, got to eat. You know, they, they, they seem concerned. These people got to eat. You know, what, what's going on? You know, what they going to do? He, he said, um, they ain't got to send them away. The disciples were telling them, send, send these people away. You know, send them home. Send, send them to the market. Send them somewhere. Because we can't do it. We can't feed them. And the Lord said, they, what? they ain't got to go nowhere. You feed them. 
And one of the gospel says he looked out at the people as though they were sheep without a shepherd. And that's where my heart begins to really deal with me in our, I don't want to say quest, but in our efforts to be brothers and men that sharpen each other. One of our greatest sayings is iron sharpens iron, and the analogy and the illustration that the Lord gave me with that, even when it's a honing or sharpening stone or whatever that you're using to sharpen, you're losing some of yourself, just as the stone is losing some of itself. When you're sharpening each other, you're sharpening each other with the word. You're sharpening each other with the character of Christ. Why? That you may rub off some Christ, rub off some self, and rub on some Christ. Rub off some flesh and rub in some spirit. Rub off. My God, some selfishness and rub in some love as God is moving us toward him to be better. Listen, the day of the just shineth more and more unto that perfect day. And it says that the Bible says in the Gospels, it says, you feed them. We want to do things that are above us, that, 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 that look grand, and this is where the Lord began to deal with me, things that look, you know, those superficial things that people look and say, oh, wow, yeah, he got it, oh, yeah, yeah, well, he can do it, oh, yeah, yeah, minister, oh, yeah, yeah, reverend, oh, yeah, she's this or she's that, and we do these things as though we've done something. We do these things as though we've made some type of accomplishment. Hey, I'm not putting anyone down. If you move in the gifts, praise the Lord. Continue to move in the gifts. But when the need came, that was beyond their ability financially. Because in John, he said he asked Philip, he said he asked Philip, you know, um, you know all these people here, what are we going to do with all these people? How are we going to feed them? To ask him in, 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 in the book of John, and it said he asked them because he already knew what he was going to do. Christ already knew he was going to feed them. And Philip said, man, to feed all these people, because we know the Bible said it was 5,000 men, but they, they, the references says that it was about maybe 15,000 to 20,000 people, in, that, that, that's including women and children that were there. So if he's feeding 20,000, Philip said, man, I'll fill all, all these people. This would take a year, a half a year's salary for sure to feed all these people. And Jesus told them to tell the people, tell the men, sit down. When we as men humble ourselves at the feet of Jesus is when we'll begin to really eat manna. Listen, we know that he they he, he ate they ate bread and fish. They ate loaves and fish. They ate, you know, the things that were there. But when we want to we you want to be the man of God, you want to be the woman of God, your position is at his feet. We we we, we had to stop looking for his hand. We gotta, <laughs> I'm guilty. We 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 gotta stop looking for the blessing. And look to be a blessing, to minister. Listen, the priests of the Old Testament ministered to the Lord. 
And the Bible tells me, and I continue, hey, hey, Pastor, I, I continue to, when I continue to read and they're ministering to the Lord, it says that that administration of the law was glorious, even so much that Moses had to cover his face with a veil that the children of Israel couldn't steadfastly look on him. Now, rather, is that the law of Moses? That manifestation, that dispensation, if that glorious, how much more glorious are we in the, is this dispensation? How much more glorious is this administration? How much more glorious is this portion that we have that amount that the Holy Ghost dwells on the inside? I want to challenge everyone that hears my voice. I don't care what your lifestyle is. I don't care where you find yourself in life. But I want to challenge you in your heart to actually to talk to God honestly. Talk to God. Start a conversation with God. God, this is who I am. This is what I like. And, and, and nine times out of ten, we all know, you know, through the, this new theology, you know, that's saying everything isn't everything. It is what it is. We, we hear this new theology. But when we go into what the word of God says and we see that our lives don't line up and we begin to talk to God honestly about who we are, about what we like, about what we've been made, our makeup, you know, our DNA, and begin to ask him to do those things that we cannot do. I believe that God wants to move in our lives, but we don't want to honestly give it to him. In Proverbs, he tells us, in all of our ways, acknowledge him. That's in our lying ways. That's in our dishonest ways. That's in our lustful ways. That's in our obedient ways. That's in our disobedient ways. That's in our hypocritical ways. That's in our faithful ways. That's in every way that we begin a conversation with God, and we begin to talk to God. Listen, we have people that shook Michael Jackson's hand and then they didn't wash their hands for days, weeks, months. Who one of their favorite celebrities touched them or hugged them or kissed them, and they were so excited that they passed out. They came out of their presence a new person, so full of joy, so full being giddy, you know, just pandemonium and just all over the place. And you say, wow, oh, he touched me. Oh, she blew a kiss at me. Oh, she looked at me. Oh, they said my name. Now, if a person that's flesh and blood, just like you and I, can so much influence a person's life that they're willing to give their life savings just to go hear them sing, just to go see them on the big screen, just to go close to them, to be in the same room as they are. How much more can we be changed if we would just submit to the Father of spirits and live? Corinthians tells us, but we are an open face as beholding in the glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image 
from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. We are changed more and more to the likeness of Christ when we line our lives more and more up with what he says in his word. When we lie, And when we find out that we can't, we stretch out, my God. Hallelujah. What an exercise. We stretch out. God is beyond me. God, I see what you say, but sanctify my heart. God, I see it. And I tried it, and I feel so weak. I feel so inadequate. I feel so insufficient. Holy Spirit, strengthen me that I can be what I see in your word, that I can be that man. And I wrote this scripture down because it it was so much for me as I read in Psalms 74, you know, 10. It says, oh, God, how long shall the adversary reproach Shall the enemy blaspheme your name forever? And I begin to just pray that. God, how long will I deal with these things? And see, because I don't even like my mind to think crazy. I'm not committing anything that I'm openly, you know, just doing crazy. Me, I, I, I might get angry and go snatch my son up. <laughs> but I'm not doing anything that I can say it's sinful. I see some things I, 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 that I don't like that has tendencies to move me towards flesh, I don't, and I don't like it. I don't know if anybody else had that issue, but I don't, I don't like it. You know, I, I don't like it. I, I want my mind to be where I see it. I want my mind to be always gravitating toward God. And and I know people say, you'll never be perfect until you get to heaven. And and, and I hear that. And I try not to beat myself up too much, but I still want it. I still want perfection. I still want want perfection. I I, I don't care if I won't ever get it. I ain't going to ever stop trying to get it either. I'm not going to settle to just say, oh, well, I'm not perfect. I'm under construction. I, I, it's some phrases I hate, and that's one of those things. Is I'm, I'm under construction. I, for me, I can't say it. I, I can't say that. I know that God is still working on us all. Challenge that I believe that I saw in that word today is you give them something to eat. People are looking for Savior. People are looking for truth. People are looking for deliverance. There are people that are on drugs that need hands laid on them. That need, there are people in the streets that need demons cast out of them. There are people that are in hospitals that need to be risen up off their sick bed. And wherever we are, wherever the opportunity exists or wherever the opportunity, opportunity presents itself, I want it to be in the back of your mind. This looks like a God. This looks like a job for God. This looks like a job for the Savior. This looks like a job that God can use me to get glory to himself. Pray, God, we do thank you and I bless you. Thank you, God, that you've called us, not just out of darkness and into light, but you've called us to be ambassadors for you. So I pray even as you've been giving me this word lately and the charge 
that I believe you're calling in my heart to move more and to be more purposeful. I pray that everyone under the sound of my voice that will hear and view this video, God will receive by your love, by your spirit, the same charge, the same endeavor to see you glorified in the earth. God, that their gifts, that they will make full proof of their ministry, as your word says. God, so every pastor, every teacher, every evangelist, every apostle, every prophet, every member of the fivefold ministry and those that you've called that are working to perfect, pray for them. God, I pray for Pastor Krause that's on the line. I pray for my brother Steve. I pray for my mother and those that might be listening by way of blog talk. God, Brother Rob, God, who's in the hospital right now. God, and my grandson, JJ, God, that you would move in the lives of these men and women, God, in the name of Jesus. I pray for Rob and JJ that you would send a word of healing. God, we know that Rob has a broken foot, so I pray, God, that the orthodontist, God, would be able to perform everything well and set the bone perfectly, God, that it would grow back and that it would heal and mend correctly. God, I pray for J.J., whatever test that he's undergoing right now, that they don't know what's going on, God, but they would not only find what's going on, but, God, that it would be reversed, that you would heal, that you would touch him in the name of Jesus. Comfort his mother and his father, God, even as they're worried for their son, God. I pray, God, that you would recover him speedily in the name of Jesus. But, God, even as we move forward, God, I believe that you're moving us forward in power. God, even as you're moving us forward, I believe that you're moving us forward in victory. You're moving us forward in love. You're moving us forward, God, in unity, heart to heart. Rest to breast as we continue to grow up in you. In you we live and we move and we have our being in you. And we thank you right now in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. If you're one that you could not pray that, you've been praying, you've been coming to church, but you've been finding that you have no victory in your life. You've been finding that you have no real joy in your life. You're you're joyful when when the choir is singing. You're joyful when the music is playing. You're joyful when you're in church. You're joyful when you're engaged. But when you sit down back by yourself, Silence becomes too loud for you. Silence becomes too distracting for you, and you don't want to hear your own thoughts. If that's you and you're troubled in your mind, I want to pray for you. But before I pray for you, is there one? You're saying, I don't know this, Jesus. I've been in church, and I've been on the choir. I've done some things. I've ministered. But I've really never given my heart totally to the Lord. I want to pray with you. I want to lead you through a prayer of repentance. And I'm going to say a prayer, and I want you to repeat after me what I say. I want you to mean what you say, and God will do exactly what you ask him. You know, then we're going to pray for you, and when I pray for you, I'm also going to pray for those that we just spoke.
repeat after me. Say, God, be merciful to me. Forgive me of my sin and wash me in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Save my soul and write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. I ask it in Jesus' name and to his glory. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and become Lord and Master of my life. Thank you, Lord, saving my soul. If you said what you meant and meant what you said, God has done exactly what you've asked. Let me pray for you. God, I do thank you for every man, every woman, every boy and girl that have repeated that prayer of repentance. God, you said that him that cometh to you, you will in no wise cast out. So we thank you that you received them to yourself. God, I pray, God, that every stronghold, God, every crutch, every habit in the name of Jesus, that you would destroy it by your anointing, that you would loose them. Satan, the Lord rebuke you, and the blood of Jesus is against you. Loose the minds of the people of God. God, I just pray, Holy Spirit, that you would stand up in them, God, and that you would gel in them the desire for the milk of your word, that they would continue to desire to move forward in you and read your word daily in the name of Jesus. God, I pray for those that have continued and seem to be in and out, up and down, God, have just been beat up and despondent and discouraged, God, that you would quicken them even now in the name of Jesus, quicken their hearts, quicken their understanding, quicken their will, God. God, I bind the spirit of procrastination, God, and lack of daysical spirit, God, lack of discipline, God, and that you would discipline us, God, as we move forward, that we would do this daily in the name of Jesus, God. And we thank you. We thank you. We thank you in Jesus' name. You know, that, that's my desire. That, that, that's my desire for the people of God. That we, we we don't be this wimpy, mushy, you know, and, and, and we we're not all going to be fiery and, and, and like Joshua and Caleb, you know. But at the same time, we're not trying to be like the characters in the Bible. We want to be like the authors. We know that God made us all different, you know. But we should spiritually look the same, I think. You know, I, 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 I understand it, and I'm one I know about, and I, I, I minister about differences all the time because we're a body. We're not all the hands. We're not all the feet. We're not all the eyes. We're not all the arms. We're not all, you know, internal organs, but we're a body. We do support each other. So when you find yourself wanting to talk about your brother, wanting to talk about your sister. Remember, we all support each other. A body that doesn't support itself is dysfunctional. 
we've seen, you know, what certain diseases do to the body. Some people want to move one way and their body won't let them because their mind is telling them something else or their muscles won't respond to what their mind is telling their bodies to do. And it becomes an affliction of dysfunction that when we come against each other, the Bible warns us, take heed lest we bite and devour each other. It's time out for destroying each other and pointing the fingers at each other. And it's time to pray. It's time to be at the feet of Jesus that we may find purpose as we grow the kingdom of God. Jesus is coming soon. We all see the signs of time. We don't know how soon because, you know, his soon ain't our soon. But we know we'll be ready. Amen. Let's let's pray. God, I do thank you and I bless you. God, for the words that go on forth, God, that it is falling on good ground. For those that have said the prayer of repentance, for those that we prayed for and lifted up before you, God, those that are afflicted and with sickness or any type of disease, God, thank you for healing them and raising them up for God. You said the prayer of faith would heal the sick, and you, the Lord, would raise them up. God, we're expecting a good report. And we thank you, God. We pray, God, even as we are closing the broadcast early today, God, that you would move on the hearts of your people. God, move on me, God, that I would continue to move forward in the things that you're calling me, the ideas, God, whatever that you placed in me, God, that you would bring it to fruition, that the job that I'm desiring, that God, you would open the door for that, God, in the name of Jesus. And I bless you. Bless you, God, I bless you, and I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Brother Rob, if you got any announcements, you know, our brother Rob, he's at the hospital. He's doing double duty. Yeah. He's on with us. He's going to um, handle that, and then we'll come in and give the final word. Amen. Uh, yes, real quickly, I'll go ahead and uh, do the announcements. Thanks uh, so much, Reverend Williams, for tonight's broadcast. Uh, it was an excellent broadcast, and we really appreciate the word you brought forth. Real quickly, this is a product purpose kingdom network. Um, my announcements are going to be real quick because I have a lot of noise in the background. So please join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour for It's Your Story, So Tell It. And that's going to be hosted by Mother Janice Hudson. All right. And uh, once again, please join us again at 9 p.m. For issue your story to tell it, and it's going to be hosted by Mother Janice Hudson. Okay? All right. And with that being said, uh, this is the end of the announcements, and I want to hand the show back over to Reverend Williams. Reverend Williams, excellent <laughs> show tonight. That was fast. Oh, you said it was fast. I said, now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with excitement. Feeding joy. You're the only wise God, our Savior. Hallelujah. Be majesty, dominion, and power, both now and forevermore. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. We thank God. We thank God for you. Our next broadcast will be, will be in a new year. No, it will be the 26th 
the day after Christmas will be. That'll be our last broadcast for the year of the um, December 26th, same bat time, same bat channel. Amen. So we see you. We'll see you then. If not, we'll see you in church. Thank you. A blessing. God bless you. Amen. Amen, Rob. You gonna close it out with the call letters? Jesus led. He raised me. I will not lose. He saved me. I will not lose. Set me free. I will not lose. Never wanna see me down. I will not lose. He saved me. 